0: Scott, well, like a bad penny,
1: Jack Cohn returns as Notre Dame <laughs> takes on Florida State. Oh man, that's also a
0: Monday game, so keep that in mind. Uh, that's right. Is that, 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 that a Sunday game?
1: That is the that is the Sunday night game. That's right. Sunday night. Okay. I believe. Let me double check that. But you can give me your thoughts as I as I verify that.
0: Uh, it is Sunday. Sunday night. Sunday. It's a, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, it's a tricky spot. Uh, what is that? Super slam is that the super slam intro there. What's that? Uh, no, it's a more like it's a drag racing. Oh, I thought you're going for like a Race well, I thought you were going for like an order WWE pay-per-view like super slam. Well, that's like, a, that's only thirty five ninety nine. That's a good one too. But yeah, I thought no. that's what you're going for. But anyway, uh, for this one, Notre Dame, of course, is the better team. Now we mentioned this team for win totals when we did the independence. It's eight and a half for win totals. And this team's a top 10 team in the country. So the polls aren't exactly up to date on what the realistic expectations are for this Notre Dame team. Having said that, Florida State stunk last year. Norvell has been a mess since he got there. They bring in Milton as the quarterback. Now, Florida State has a couple of options, so we'll see if maybe they go by committee uh, behind center. But I guess the question I have to ask for you, it's a Sunday night game in Tallahassee. It's going to be a Bobby Bowden tribute game emotions are going to be running high in Tallahassee. Do you think that provides any spark for Florida State or do you think Notre Dame just buries this team?
1: Uh, both. I think it okay. I think it provides some spark, but at the end of the day, I don't think you can turn a program around in a year uh, to get at the Notre Dame's level. I'm not I'm not real high on the Irish this year. I'm not sure they're a top 10 team at the end, at the end of the season, but I think they're going to be good enough for Florida State Florida State. You wanted to if you wanted to if you wanted to flirt with playing Florida State in the first half as you get a little get a little Bobby Bowden carry over there and they throw the arrow at the 50 yard line then you could certainly or the spear rather you could certainly do that but for the full game I think the Notre Dame uh, talent on both sides of the ball will ultimately prevail here.
0: I agree. At the end of the day I mentioned it before when it comes to great offensive lines Notre Dame every year has a great offensive line. Florida State usually has pretty good athletes. That didn't really translate into a pass rush last year. Their defense was a mess. I think Notre Dame can probably run for 250-plus yards, maybe even 300 if they really want to rub it in. I was throwing in the bout and stuff because I'm sure a lot of people are looking for an emotional angle from Florida State, and I do think that'll play a factor early on. But Notre Dame top to bottom, just a solid overall team. And as much as I'm rooting for Milton because it's a great story and I love them at Central Florida – are we sure that he's going to look anywhere near the same guy that he once was? Cause the answer is obviously no through three years. About he... two, three years. Yeah. When, when, it's it's he, been a long he, time. He got
1: hurt at the end of 18, right? I believe so. Yeah. Scott Frost
0: was still the head coach when he got injured.
1: Right. And he did not play of course last year because of the pandemic, but I think he 19 was the year he actually sat out as well. So he
0: didn't cause Gabriel showed up and then Mac took over for a little bit. So yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly going to buy into it. I hope he does well, but mm-hmm. if I don't exactly know how good Florida State's quarterback's going to be, Cohen might not be great, but he's okay enough to not embarrass himself out there. I think if he just does a good job game managing, Notre Dame can coast to a 10-point win.
1: I think this is a game that's going to try to feature the Notre Dame running game. I'm going to say it stays yeah. under the total of 56. I don't know how much Florida State does on offense at all. Okay. All right, Scott, uh, another questionable top 10 team. We'll see. So uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats, they host the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. Cincinnati minus minus twenty three fifty and a half is your total. The Cincinnati has kind of owned this series, my friend. They have uh, beat Miami 14 times in a row. Last time Miami snuck through was 2005. Of course, this is maybe arguably the best Cincinnati team ever. I think we could say that, I, right? You have a good argument. Okay. So how does this one go? Is this this Red Hawks team,
0: they're not nothing. They're okay. Uh, My prediction for this game is Cincinnati via pain and suffering, followed by a a fourth, uh, I'd say a a fourth quarter KO. I I think at the end of the day, Miami might hang around for a couple of blows early, but I'm going to keep doing boxing UFC analogies here. They just – They're going to get smacked. I I don't really know what you want me to tell you. I mean, Cincinnati is a team that actually has expectations. They know that they not only need to beat out of conference teams, but they need to murder out of conference teams because the committee will always hold something against the non-power fives. Cincinnati has all the incentives to run up the score on this team to try to make a statement. I almost put this as one of my three plays uh, at the end. I decided not to, but I think Cincinnati wins probably by four touchdowns minimum. I'm going to go ahead and take Cincinnati. So are you saying you're not a believer in Brett Gabbard? I'm saying Gabbard had a decent run to, I believe, the MAC title two years ago. But he's not very talented, no. I don't think he's very good.
1: Okay. And you know this is a Miami team that led the nation in sacks
0: last year. Uh, Good for them. Did they play Cincinnati last year? I'm checking my schedule and I believe they did. I believe that. Uh, Miami only, do they have any out of conference games last year? No, they Miami? Play, they I think did. they only played the Mac, right?
1: They, they did all the Mac teams just played Mac teams.
0: That's what I thought. So I don't, I'm not just going to say you can throw that out, but you can kind of throw that out because you're playing an actual team with an actual offensive line. You know, the stacks are, the stacks are good stats for last year, but Ritter's mobile, the ground game should still be good. The receivers are pretty good. And you know, Fickle's going to be all over that defense to make sure it's in tip top shape. Are we sure Miami's going to score a touchdown in this game?
1: Yes, they will score a touchdown.
0: Okay, I'm just saying, are we sure? sure. I don't We're know. Sure. Are they going to score two touchdowns? Probably not. So I think if Cincinnati gets to 30 or 35, they should cover. I'll take Cincinnati.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I'll take the Bearcats, too. I think, they pull, I think they pull away late. And you did bring up a great point about the Bearcats, and you're going to see it with, with Coastal Carolina as well. And you saw it in action last night as these teams, they can't take their foot off the gas. Now you know they can say, well, you know, margin of victory doesn't matter. Well, that's not true because I guarantee you that you look at this Cincinnati team differently if they beat Miami by three, or if they beat them by thirty. Especially in the committee's eyes. Absolutely, and 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 the and the people that vote, the the AP, the coaches poll, that all yeah. makes a difference. So you can you can say it. Well, they don't factor it into the computer anymore. Okay, that's true, but the eye test, the people that are voting, that make up a huge chunk of the percentage of who gets into the playoffs, yes, that it absolutely matters. Iowa State hosting Northern Iowa up there in Ames. Scott, uh, only five dimes has a number on this right now, and it's Northern Iowa as a 32-point dog, and the total is 50 right here.
0: So, what do you think about this series? I have a rant about oh. this overall game. I was going to pick this as one of my three plays originally. Okay. And when I started trying to find a line, the only book I found was either five dimes, which isn't exactly legal in the States anymore. And you also have uh, my local bookie who had a line on it. So I was looking for the line and I saw 38 and I thought, take the points Northern Iowa. They've been close in the series before. I'll take the points with the Panthers. And then as I'm writing down the prediction DraftKings releases a line 29 and a half so you know what i did i threw my prediction in the garbage i'm passing i if i was going to take it i'd lean points but i really wanted the key number of 35 well i really wanted it now i don't have it i don't really have many thoughts here i'll lean under wow so you're just you're just going to like kind of pout about it and not make a pick i'm 100 pout about it because i mentioned it When it came to line chasing, we mentioned this in the video or the radio show yesterday. At some point, you got to learn when to let go. I think 35 was the key number I wanted. It not only crossed over 35, but it also crossed over 31 when it got to 29. Now I believe you said it went back to 32, correct? Well, that's what five times. Like I said, I don't don't have it listed on my grid under DraftKings at all. Uh, I saw DraftKings did have a line. I'll pull that up quickly. But I'm going to look at the under. That's the reason why I liked the points with Northern Iowa. I know that Iowa State is going to be wary of the upset because they went to that multiple overtime game against Northern Iowa in the last meeting. But I think we would agree Iowa State's just going to win the game. They're going to end up coasting. And since they're already a top-10 team and they play in an actual Power 5 conference, they don't really need to win this game by 90 points. I think Iowa State calls off the dogs. I think you'll see this Iowa State team use its defense, use its quality running game with Hall, I still see 29 and a half on DraftKings, so I'm going to use that as a line. I'm going to go ahead and just take the under. I think you'll see a – I'd say a 40 to 10 game, 38 to 10, something like that. I'm going to go with the under. Okay. I'm going to take Northern Iowa plus 32. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know what lines even exist. Right, I found thirty eight earlier, and I'm like, "All right, give me a give me a breakdown." It just goes DraftKings twenty nine and a half. And I threw my prediction and in, the it,
1: and it's bizarre because it's not like there's any questions about who's starting, or I, I don't understand why. I have
0: an even worse one coming up, by the way. I have an even worse story when it comes to line changing mid prediction, but okay. I'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, for this one, weird weird uh, things weird things happen in this
1: series. Weird things happen when these Iowa teams play each other. the The talent disparity doesn't really seem to matter for whatever reason. It could be. Iowa State, when they're terrible, playing a great Iowa team. Northern Iowa playing Iowa State. When these three teams get together in whatever in whatever mix, funky things happen. No way am I laying 30-plus points with Iowa State. Love Iowa State. Think they have a real chance of making the playoffs. I'll take Northern Iowa plus the 32 here, and I'll also take the over.
0: If it was 38, it would be one of the three plays. that I found about a 10-point difference. I passed. Okay, fair enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, Northern Iowa team brings back all 22 starters, number 20 21 for 21, 21st ranked team in FCS. Uh got a big time linebacker there, Mike Rose does Iowa State, so we're gonna have to avoid him. But you know what? I think they can do it. So
0: I also want to do a sorry, a quick rant. I'm not gonna take too long because I know we're already at like the fifty minute mark, but you have had about four months to prepare lines on these games. DraftKings is the only book that I saw that put up a line five times doing their own thing after, you know, they've had their whole controversy, whatever. But can any of you other books, FoxBet, bet, FanDuel, BetMGM, can you at least throw a line up there? Put a low limit, do something. You've had four months. Can you put a line up there? Like, what are you waiting for? He ain't wrong.
1: Tomorrow. He ain't wrong. The look ahead line on this was 33 and a half, by the way.
0: Just put the line up the games tomorrow. What are you waiting for?
1: I know. I know it's, You know, coming from the casino business, it is just almost laughable how paranoid they are about
0: any kind of opportunity to not win. Set the limit at $200. I don't even care. Just throw a line up there. Do something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, not that difficult.
0: So, So, yeah, that was my brief rant,
1: but I feel like it was warranted. Texas A&M down there in College Station, Scott. They're bringing in the Kent State Golden Flashes, baby. 29 and a half is the number here. is the favorite by the way. Um and 67 is the total. Uh, my friend, I'm I'm a sucker for these MAC teams, I'm going to be honest with you. Well, I'm, you know Kent State was one of my favorite teams last year. Love them. They they put nobody put up nobody put up more yards or points than Kent State. Would that would would that have been the average person's guess for who led the nation in offense last year?
0: A crumb, very, very underrated quarterback.
1: Now, in fairness, I will point out on the other side, they only played four games in the MAC conference. Two of the four games, Scott, they, they hung they hung a half a hundo on Akron and Bowling Green. So, but how'd they do defensively against Patterson and Buffalo? They didn't do that well. They did not do that well. I believe they gave up 10 touchdowns.
0: I still can't believe they pulled Patterson when he was 20 yards away from the all-time record for rushing yards. I
1: don't understand it. I just don't. Uh yes, they lost that game 70 to 41. So maybe yep. we maybe we buried the lead that they still put up 41 on Buffalo. I like the over. I got to like the over a lot here, man. It is 67. Uh this was a defense that was not good at all. They give up 38 points a game. A oh, ton of rushing yards. I like Crum. He's 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 a good he's a good quarterback, 10.5 yards per attempt. Uh, they've got all five offensive linemen coming back. Of course, the Aggies—they've got some—they've uh, got uh, some holes to fill. None bigger than Kellen Mond, Scott. So um, I'm going to—I'm going to—I I, 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 my my real play I really like is the over 67. I'm with you there. I'm going to take the Golden Flashes plus 29 and a half. It's the Flash fast offense, baby. How can I resist?
0: I have a hard time taking the point, uh, aligning the points with A&M because they bring in another freshman quarterback to take over for Mond, you got King back there, right. who might be good, right. he might not be, but Mond, even if he's not a great player, he at least gave you stability at the position where you knew what you were going to expect. King can explode, and in that case, you like the over. Even if King is awful, I still like the over, <laughs> just because yeah. I think Ken State could actually score a couple touchdowns. They should score a couple touchdowns. And a if they just blindly run the ball behind that offensive line with Spiller, they could probably score 50 to 60 points if they wanted to. Could be ugly.
1: It, it could, it could absolutely be ugly. No question. And still,
0: is a tremendous running back for the record. I don't, I don't disagree
1: with that. Um, I'm just looking at this. So the team, so moves, I'm looking at the over uh, looking like the team totals here should be around 49, 19, somewhere in that neighborhood, at 40, 48 and a half, 19 and a half.
0: I think Ken state gets to 21. I
1: do too. I, I, I do too. I agree. Um, Give me the give me the over there, all right, buddy. Well, now we're now we're in now we're getting into the nitty and the gritty, and we're gonna take a look at the uh, number three team in the nation going against the number five team in the nation. That is the Clemson Tigers going against the Georgia Bulldogs. This is in a neutral site there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Clemson three point favorite fifty ones your total, Scott. Are you a believer in J T Daniels and the Georgia Bulldogs?
0: I believe in him more than the other guys Georgia tried throwing out there last year. Stetson did Bennett a really bad like, option. You don't like the guy named
1: after a hat?
0: No, not at all. He was bad. How about how about Bure Johnson? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what though, JT Daniels. After he ended up, I thought he was decent at USC before the injury. Then they weren't sure when he was going to come back. He actually looked pretty good. Dogs average games of the season.
1: Dogs averaged eight point three points per game more with Bennett or with Daniels in the helm than they did Bennett by the way.
0: Yeah, because Bennett stunk, so that doesn't surprise me. Makes but a difference, it's really a tough spot. Obviously, when you have two top five teams going at it, my hot take, if you remember, was Georgia winning the SEC. That was my really hot take during the actual breakdowns, right. which I was half peer pressured into. But either way, I digress. Clemson, I really, really like Ugolele. He was my preseason favorite pick to win the Heisman. I think that he's very good. You know that we're pronouncing but... you
1: know we're pronouncing that name wrong. And I, and I, I it's not Ugalele. No, it's Ugalile or something. It's, it's weird. It's, it's the different, the accent is different than you and I have been saying it. So I've got, okay. I've well, got to do some research I, and
0: either way yeah. for, I'll research that for the future for now. For the, I'm going to call him Ugalele for now. Cause that's how I remember the right. name. He's very good. You know, that Ross is still a very good receiver. He's back. Uh, the ground game should be a little bit, a lot. I'll say a lot weaker because he ended up losing ETN. Clemson's defense last year can we call them okay but very overrated
1: yeah I think when the when when they when they played good teams they struggled it's hard to get a read on this 10 on this Clemson team because nine or ten of their games they play
0: against crap against nothing you know so and Georgia's tricky because they lost a decent portion of their secondary from last year right right so it's a really tough call I'm actually going to lean to Georgia plus the points Maybe I just think Georgia gets over the hump this year. I'm not really sure why, but I actually like Daniels, a quarterback. I actually think they have some weapons. I am concerned, though, that Pickens, of course, Pickens or Pickett. Pickens, Pickett. I think, is the one, the receiver who tore his ACL and spring drills. Yep. yeah, That's Pickens? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, anyway, making sure. That hurts the receiving core. The ground game should still be really good. I think this game's going to be a war. I think it's a nail-biter. So I'll take the points, but if you take Clemson, I wouldn't really hate that pick either. So George
1: is 9 and 5 straight up against top 10 teams under Kirby Smart, but they're just 2 and 4 against top 5 teams and they've lost 4 straight against top 5 opponents. Wait,
0: so question though, 2 and 4 against top 5 teams. Mm-hmm. What is that Bama four times and LSU once? See,
1: that's the thing. You, you know you're just playing a couple teams there. You're you're playing Alabama, you're playing LSU. LSU that one
0: year where they were arguably the best team
1: of all time. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Auburn mixed in there three years ago. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, can I really blame Georgia for losing to a top five team of all time in LSU and arguably a top five team of all time last year with Bama? Not really.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And I was going to say all that just to say this, that I'm going to lean with you and take Georgia plus the three points. I I agree. I think it's going to be a close game. If If I were listeners or viewers, I would be very worried by the fact you and I agree on this one, but.
0: I would honestly sit back and enjoy the game. I'm not betting it, but I'll have a good time watching it. Give
1: me give me the under 51. That's that's a this is a really tough game to call. I'm going to I'm going to lean Georgia to plus 3 and an even smaller lean on the under
0: 51. So we're actually going to disagree on the total here. I okay. like the over. Okay. Uh just looking at the overall teams, both quarterbacks I like, I think Daniels and Ugalele or however else you want to pronounce it, I do think they're both good. The Defense. I mentioned George's questions in the secondary. We already talked about a Clemson's defense was overrated last year. If I have questions about the defenses and I like both quarterbacks, that sounds to me like it's going to be a 28 24 game, 28 27 game. I just think it's going to get into the mid 50s. I like the over.
1: Okay. Oklahoma in a game that was originally scheduled as an away game. Uh, the state of Louisiana cannot catch a break as they take on Tulane. This has to be had to be moved from New Orleans. To Norman, great. Uh, Oklahoma, thirty-one and a half point favorite, sixty-seven and a half is your total. Oh, Scott, this Tulane team likes to run the football. They like to take the air out of the ball. Um, but they brought they brought uh, Chip Long in, who was a defensive coordinator or excuse me, offensive coordinator at Notre Dame to kind of diversify a little bit. I just I, I get this is another team that I get suckered in. I watch them play and they go, oh, this is a two pretty good two lane team, and then they just go out and get buried. Uh, they are they are not good against uh, non conference power five schools. They're two and eight ATS their last ten. And uh, new defensive coordinator this season. You know this is a team that had their moments. They put up twenty four on Tulsa. They put up thirty eight on Memphis. OU Scott lost six. Scholarship running backs from last year's team. Is that pretty incredible? It, that's crazy. I'm sure it's going to matter when Oklahoma throws for seven touchdown passes. See, and I really, there's a great nugget that I wanted to use because Oklahoma's two and eight against the spread. Last 10 uh, road favorites, uh, greater than four, 14 points or greater. But now it's a home game. So, boo. Um, last year, Oklahoma, I think, you hear yeah. about this defense. They were one of only 19 FBS teams to give up for fewer than 5.2 yards per play. I was
0: gonna say, I, I feel like the writing's on the wall here. Has to be. You have a game that's supposed to be relatively local. Yep. Now you have to go to Norman. Yep. You're gonna get the brains beaten. Then. Norman I mean, is that are, you? I mean, I got to assume that Oklahoma is gonna score 50 plus. Oklahoma under. Okay, I do agree with me. I don't know how you can like Tulane expecting a game that's gonna be relatively close. Now they have to go on the road for a true makeshift road game against a quarterback who's clearly going to try to put together a huge Heisman day. And you know that
1: you've got kids on that team that have family in Louisiana that are suffering and that don't have powers. You know they've got other things to worry about
0: as well. I think that they're going to get absolutely buried. I see 51-10. And the way that I look at it, Tulane was good at quarterback for about one year when they had McMillan. They tried Pratt last year, who was a mess. Now they got Keon Howard, at quarterback. I don't think he's any good. I think Oklahoma's going to bury this team.
1: I love McMillan. I, I love that kid.
0: Yeah, he was great. He's just yeah. not there anymore. No, I understand. Yeah, that's... So...
1: They all they all move out, Scott. They all move on. The kid's got to go. And that leaves us to the last game. Number one-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide uh, taking on the Miami Hurricane, Scott. The 14th-ranked Hurricane. Bama nineteen and a half point favorite. Total on this game is sixty one. You know, I to me this start and stops with this first stat. Uh, Miami gave up one hundred and seventy four and a half rushing yards per contest last fall. You think, well, that is not good. Well, I'll tell you, it gets worse because they give me the
0: North Carolina rushing stats. Well, they
1: gave up three hundred and fourteen yards per matchup against ranked teams.
0: What, I forgot what North Carolina had 500 rushing 500,
1: yards. 500, five plus, yes. They did. That's not good. Now, Alabama has to replace Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Alex Leatherwood, Dickerson, Waddle, Patrick Sertan. Do you care?
0: You no, care at all? I don't care at all. No. It's, it's a tricky spot where Miami, once again, if you think it's close, bet the first half. If you think the hard rock crowd gives them something. But De'Aaron King's a very mobile quarterback. We watched him last year, and he's off an ACL injury. I know ACL injuries aren't the same as they used to be because of modern medicine and surgery and stuff like that. But when you're a mobile quarterback and you're not exactly the most accurate throwing the ball, even if you lose a step when it comes to running, that's a huge blow for this Miami offense because King did basically everything for this team offensively. Goes back to my point with Manny Diaz. Has he ever won a really big game? They beat Notre Dame in the first game of the season like four years ago and Notre Dame turned out to be, I believe, underwhelming that year. I don't think Miami's actually won a game against a higher profile team in a while. My, there's a reason why Miami's the home team and still underdogs by about three touchdowns. I got to assume Bryce Young puts together a good performance. I think Alabama's defense is going to look pretty good. I kind of like the over. If you think Bama's going to be struggling defensively, replacing some guys, and we know Miami's defense, no matter what they do, is going to be terrible. Well, but, I think you might be you might be looking at an over because Bama might score 45 but I'm looking at the over and I'm looking at Alabama quick reminder this is a Miami
1: team that lost to Clemson 42 17 last year and then lost to North Carolina in a truly dreadful game sixty two 26 so um, you can pencil on Bama for about 45 I, I I just don't see how they get away from it I, I don't I, I like Bama I, i'm I'm with you I've got Bama minus the points and the over 61. All right, buddy. Well, that's it. That's our top first top twenty breakdown. First twenty top twenty-five breakdown. Was well, that an hour? Hour and three minutes. Not bad. Okay. Only one thing left here, and that is to uh, lay out our three picks. You and I are going to go out at it college, and we're going to go out it in the pros too. Bringing our favorite three picks to the table each week. Kind of our bet our own little farm. It's bet the garden, Scott. Mm-hmm.
0: Bet uh, the individual gardens. All
1: right, and I even and I even did a a, a special little a little uh, drop for this. So without further ado, here it is. This is our favorite plays of the week. Get ready for our 5000 star whale play. Fade the public sharks 1 million unit lock of
0: the century. Fantastic. There you go. Fantastic.
1: All right, I will uh let you go first. You are the you know, losers walk, so Thank because you. you are the uh you, you got blasted yesterday, last year, as I just annihilated and dominated you. It went by a, one by one game. One All game. One game,
0: Point five or whatever. Give me your yeah. first pick, buddy. So this one, I'm going to warn you on the three picks, though. I got pretty obscure with Oh, it. by I'm the way. Okay. Go with me here.
1: Okay. Before you get rolling, we want your opinion. Scott and I, I, I came up with the rule that they had to be fairly legitimate or fairly accessible plays. No quarters or halves. Time out.
0: You said no, quarters no no quarters. No quarters. After I told you what my plays. Were. Well,
1: I also said after it all came after. I said the, the most obscure real. I wanted to get. I'm was, not trying to cheat you here. Let's no, be real. No team total for the halves. You can play team totals. You can play halftime plays. But of course, you went and made two quarter plays. There's
0: I'm going to let eighty games the on the board. you side like, okay, if for, if quarter bets are kosher. Yes, we want.
1: I'm going to let the audience. Please decide. put it in the comments. Yes or no on quarter plays. For our because for our best plays. As of far week.
0: as I know, every main sports book has access to quarters, even local bookies have access to quarters. Okay. So you should be able to have an option there. But anyway, go ahead. The first play is going to be an actual full game play between Nebraska and Fordham. I like the over 54 and a half at minus 110 on FanDuel. A couple reasons why I like the over in this spot. First of all, Nebraska, we all know that even though the game was close at the end, they got embarrassed by Illinois National Television. Frost is a coach who's on the hot seat, and I think that we can agree Nebraska after losing the first game is going to be really pissed off, and I think that Fordham's going to get the rough end of it. I think Nebraska might not even run up the score on this team. They might score 49. They might score 56. They might score 63. It really wouldn't surprise me. Nebraska can run the ball. Fordham should have no answers on the defensive line. I think Nebraska, with the up-tempo style that Frost likes to play, they played a little bit slower last week because they were in some third and longs. I think they'll go up-tempo. I think that Martinez, who's awful against FBS teams, can actually look pretty good against an FCS defense here. And you want to look at the actual Fordham offense, this team can't run the ball, but they do have a very solid quarterback in Tim DeMorat, who is actually the Patriot League's offensive player of the year in the spring. I think Fordham throws it around the parking lot. And if Nebraska lets Arthur Sidkowski torch you for about two touchdowns and he completed about 80% of his passes, I do think that that Fordham can score at least one or two touchdowns here. Fordham, though, defensively, has faced four FBS teams since 2016. Three of them have scored at least 52 points and Army a triple option team that doesn't throw the ball, scored 60-plus points. I think Nebraska can get to 56. I think Fordham should score at least a touchdown. I like the over. I think this line's too low.
1: Sitkowski, the one he should be roasting you in is a pierogi-eating
0: contest. In Rutgers, he had four touchdowns and over 16 or 18 interceptions, and he completed 80% of his pass against the secondary. I think Fordham's going to move the ball.
1: I like the over. All right, Scott. I'm going to take a game that we've already we've already looked at here. I'm going to take the Northern Iowa team total over nine. Okay. We're judging that on the total being uh, 32 and uh, the spread being 32 and 50. Uh, that's just there's just too much room for this Northern Iowa team. They are a competent offense. Again, they're not they're not a weak team. They should be able to at least put up two touchdowns. I think
0: that is too low. Give me the Northern Iowa team total over. No okay. Day. In the words of my esteemed co-host, I don't hate that. Okay. Anyway, uh, looking at the next play, this is where we get into the very, very obscure stuff, but right. I have a good reason for it. I'm fading a garbage oh, So, team. So that
1: was the accessible play there. That the, was the, the accessible Fordham play. Game. The Nebraska okay.
0: one, I did find. It was on FanDuel. Do you have any thoughts on that total, by the way, with Nebraska-Fordham?
1: I think, it, I think it's solid.
0: Yeah, I just think Nebraska can score 56 alone. But anyway, i looking at the first quarter play that I like. I like San Diego State first quarter minus seven against New Mexico State, and that's minus 110 on bet MGM. They might be wondering, why would I take the first quarter and not the full game? Yes. And I have a reason behind it. Okay. The first quarter is seven. The full game spreads 31. Something doesn't add up mathematically there because I feel like that a full game if you're talking about a seven point quarter should be closer to around 28 maybe to 29 but I do think you're gaining some value with a push draw there in the first quarter minus seven New Mexico State in my opinion is the worst team in all of FBS they played UTEP last week and they trailed the 17 to nothing after the first quarter now San Diego State has a quarterback in Brookshire who was the Uh, quarterback at the end of last year has some mobility. So I think that he can run, but San Diego state underachieved last year and really everything hit the fan when star running back, Greg bell got injured. He had about four straight games of hundred plus rushing yards. And then he got injured. He's healthy. Once again, I know for a fact that San Diego state up front should manhandle New Mexico state because UTEP of all teams ran for 200 plus yards in that game. And San Diego state's defense finished third in total defense, which is yards allowed last season, in the entire country. New Mexico State's not scoring in the first quarter. I can tell you that. And San Diego State, if they run the ball alone, should have at least a couple of big plays. I think they'll be up by at least 10 after the first quarter. Might be up by 20 after the first quarter. I'm taking San Diego State, minus 7 in the first quarter. Okay. Do you have any thoughts? That was excruciatingly long. Thank you. I just mean in general. Do you have any thoughts on – The play itself. Do you agree that New Mexico State should just get absolutely steamrolled in this game?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, That San Diego State defense.
0: I I don't. I wouldn't be surprised to see New Mexico State get shut out. New Mexico scored. New Mexico State, for the record, scored three points against UTEP's defense. Yeah, not good. So sacks, fumbles, anything. San Diego State, I think, will have at least two touchdowns.
1: I'm going to lay a big number here. I'm going to take a look at Pittsburgh, UMass. I'm going to take first quarter minus nine. And no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to that
0: you, you can roast me for it. we'll see you wins it's take, all good it's all about the wins and losses man
1: take pittsburgh minus 38 against umass umass scott last four times they played fbs teams it hasn't gone well they played georgia southern marshall florida atlantic and liberty obviously all a uh, group of five schools they're outscored 161 to 12 my friend now gained by an average of 295 yards per game that's not how much they gave up that's how much they the difference was This is a dreadful, dreadful Minuteman team. You faded what you think is the worst team in FBS. UMass may not be the worst, but they ain't missing it far. I'll take this pretty solid team there in the ACC, in the Pittsburgh uh, uh, Pittsburgh Panthers. (laughs) Like Pirates, no. Penguins, no. Pittsburgh Panthers, minus 38 over UMass. Book it.
0: So this is gonna segue into a brief rant that I have or a brief story. I'm not gonna to take too long because I know that's a pretty long video. My third play was originally going to be Liberty minus 20 and a half against Campbell. And I found 20 and a half, a couple articles were written about it, stuff like that. I was in the middle of writing my preview. I broke it down, Liberty's gonna win, blah, blah, blah. I refresh the actual betting page. Minus 38. They went up 18 points in a minute. It went from minus 20 to minus 38. So I threw that prediction in the garbage and I got myself another play that involves UMass and Pittsburgh. And for this game, I got the first quarter over 13 points at minus 110 on BetMGM. A lot of reasons that you just mentioned. I'll go through them though. I do have a very nice trend. UMass, we know, gets their brains beaten in every time they play a competent team. And the first quarter has gone over 13 points in 15 of UMass's last 19 games. So they tend to have very high-scoring first quarters. It's not because they're scoring. It's because Pittsburgh, or whatever team they face, tend to score a couple of times. Pickets back at quarterback for Pittsburgh. The wide receiver core is good. The offensive line's good. Pittsburgh should score a touchdown every time they have the ball with the starters in. You might be wondering what the spread was for the first quarter. It was 10 which is why I was a little bit confused because it was a 10-point spread for a 38-game, whatever, full-game spread. And at San Diego State, was 31-and-a-half, and it was only seven points for the first quarter. So that's why I was a little bit confused. I like the over 13 in the first quarter. I think Pittsburgh should score at least two touchdowns in the first 15 minutes. But Pittsburgh's defense also is missing a couple of key pieces in the secondary. So if by some miracle UMass finds a break in coverage, maybe they can kick a field goal. I like the over 13 points in the first quarter. Over 13? Yep, over 13 flat, okay. minus 110, Bet MGM. Okay. All right, and I'm going to finish it up with
1: a another game that we talked briefly about, and that's going to be the UCLA-LSU game. I'm going to pick UCLA plus three as one of my top three plays of the week. This is my weekly overreaction game to uh, someone beating a bad team. And UCLA, I pick you. Uh, give me uh, the Bruins plus the three points. We already broke that game down pretty well. So, not much more needs to be said. That's just my play.
0: Cool. Once again, reminder if you think qu- uh, quarter plays should be allowed or not allowed, you got a message down below in the comment section because yeah. if there are more no's than yeses, then I will remember for future reference. Not to do any quarter ga- quarters in games for the rest of the season.
1: I mean it's not like it's not like you got six games on the card and you really have to hunt. You've got literally like I lost a like hundred games.
0: Yeah, I lost count at ninety. Pick a pick a total, pick a side. Good in God. my defense, there were a lot of games that some books with FBS and FCS teams that just didn't have lines up yeah, don't a care. day before the game, which is just ridiculous. Don't care for it.
1: Don't care for it's it. It's annoying. It's time to lay the wood. This is this is the this is the wood weekend, Scott. This is the this uh, when you can lay. I'm laying the numbers.
0: wood. I'm just laying the wood in the first quarter. Fair
1: enough. All right, guys. Hey, that's going to do it for our show. And remember, those three picks. I got to do it again. Those three picks were, of course, our. Get ready for our 5,000 star whale play. Fade the public Sharks One million unit lock of the century. There you go. That's it. Cool. Good luck to you, sir. Good luck to everybody out there. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for downloading on podcast form. We appreciate the effort. Make sure you check us out each and every day. Not kidding now. It really is going to be every single day as we break down our favorite games and then we do our thing during the week. Winners and Winers Radio. Make sure you tune into that, all right? Good luck on all your plays. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money when you head back to the window. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.